Hey, it's Sarah, and I have some exciting news for you before we jump into the podcast this week. Starting this coming Monday, that's May 13th, I'm going to be running a two-week pocket planner sprint inside of my course, Published with Purpose. This is where you learn how to create, format, and design a high-value, action-oriented journal or planner and sell it around the world on Amazon. We run a live round every single year in the fall, and then in the spring, I often run our pocket planner round. This is where you get templates to create an amazing pocket or journal planner of your choice in a four by six inch size. And you get templates and all of the swipe files that you need to create something incredible in a short amount of time. During this round, I'm doing something a little bit different and I'm offering asynchronous support. So that means that you'll get one-on-one email support from me during the two weeks to ask questions about your design, your idea, marketing strategies, and so much more. I would love to support you inside of Publish With Purpose and you can find full enrollment details over at publishaplanner.com forward slash enroll. Just make sure that you check it out and join before doors close on Monday, May 13th. You're listening to episode 33 of the Mindful Productivity Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Steckler, and today we're talking about four things to do while you're waiting for something to happen. So you've put something out into the universe, you've done all that you can do on your end, and now you just have to wait for an answer, for a result, for an outcome, or for someone else to get their stuff together and send you what you need. This can be a really overwhelming and stressful time, especially if you're like me and you're a bit of a control freak, or you just want to know all the details all the time. I'm going to give you four steps for things that you can do to manage your energy and still feel productive and take care of yourself. So stay tuned. Welcome to the Mindful Productivity Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Steckler, and this is the place to be to live a more mindful and productive life. If you're ready to turn daily chaos into calm and start your days with intention, then get ready to join me as we dive deep into mindful living and personal productivity. It's time to connect with your true self so you can live the life you want to live. And it all starts now. You finally decided on something that you're going to do, and now you just have to wait on that one final thing. Either it's someone else that needs to take the next step before you can take your next step, or it's actually putting it all out into the universe and then being like, okay, make it happen. This is a time and a period of space or energy where we can drive ourselves completely crazy because we can start going, oh my gosh, how can I control this even further? What can I do? I don't know how to handle my energy or my thoughts right now. So let's talk about that because if you think about anything that you want in life, right? If you think about it, there are two different elements of how you can make things happen. There's the one side where you can literally plan out everything you want to do. You can take action on all of it. You can set up a game plan. You can make sure that you're up at 5 a.m. training or whatever it is. And then there's the other side where you actually have no control. You, The only control you have is to want it, desire it, manifest it, put it out into the universe, send it out in an email to somebody else or another organization, and then just wait to see what happens. The part where we get stuck and caught up is when we think we can control that half of things. When we think there's something else that I have to do to make this happen. If I'm not thinking the right thoughts, if I'm not checking in and annoying people every day or every 10 minutes, or if I'm not 
constantly focusing my attention on this thing, then it's not gonna happen. This is something I did and I drove myself crazy when I was waiting to hear back from my college application when I was in high school. I only applied to one college, some people might call that stupid, but I knew where I wanted to go. And if I didn't go get into that college, I knew I was gonna go to community college in the area and I was happy with either decision or either outcome. So, but I drove myself crazy because I submitted my application and then instead of just waiting to hear back, every day I was asking everyone I knew, did you hear back? Did you hear back from Western? What about you? And then I would like email them and like make sure that my application got in or I check the website or I check all the updates or I constantly annoy the crap out of my parents just being like, I don't know if I got in. I don't know. And honestly, the best advice anyone could have told me at that point in time was to just stop and just live your life because I was essentially taking myself out of the present moment. And that's what we do. We take ourselves out of the present moment when we have to wait on something or we have to wait to see what happens after we've done everything we can. So today, I'm going to talk about four things that you can do while you're waiting for something to happen. Once it's beyond your control, instead of driving yourself crazy with your obsessive compulsive thoughts about it, these are four things that you can do that will not only help you that will not only boost your self-care and your mindfulness and your productivity, but that will also ultimately just give you some peace of mind. So let's dive in and talk about what those four things are. One of the biggest things I've learned in my life about manifesting something I want is accepting that I cannot control every single element of it whether it's applying for a job, whether it's wanting more income in my life, whether it's seeking a new friendship or something like that to just kind of show up in my life, what I realized is there's only so much that we can do and we can drive ourselves incredibly crazy trying to control everything. So these are four things that you can do whenever you are at the end of that rope and you know and you realize that you just have to wait. So number one, number one is unplug. And there's so many reasons why this is important. The first one being that when you unplug, you're going to take yourself away from distracting the shit out of your mind and driving yourself crazy. So one thing is that anytime I like have done something in my business or I've launched a new course, one of the things that I do is I check my email like all the time being like, did people see this? Did people open the email? Are people looking at the course? Do people want to enroll? And I drive myself crazy. So now anytime I'm done doing something and we talked a little bit about, you know, creating a landing plan in episode 31, which you can go listen to about like kind of what to do after you're done with something. And this is kind of similar, right? It's, it's that time when you're waiting for something else to happen. But unplugging allows you to not check things and not try to control the next step of the process, whatever that might be. So unplugging, I'm talking about removing your phone from your hands or putting it more than two feet away from you, like putting it in another room. My phone is near me all the time. And pretty soon here, I'm going to do a detox where I literally don't touch my phone for a while and I'm going to report back on that because I keep talking about it and not doing it, right? So got to own up to that. But unplug, get yourself away from checking things, not only checking, you know, your email, waiting for a response, even if you're at work, like how can you like unplug a little bit from checking on something and instead focus your energy on a new task. It's also important to unplug from social media or Facebook. Like if you put something out there into the world and you're opening up Facebook, every three minutes to see how many likes or loves or comments you've gotten, 
like that's never a good feeling right it's just like taking you out of the present moment taking you out of you know of your current like life situation and how you're feeling so unplug from technology specifically your phone anything that has notifications you know what I'm talking about the things that you check a lot or even the games or distractions that you tend to go to when you're feeling kind of unnerved like for me there's a a game it's like I think it's called like bricks and balls where you like basically just have to break all these bricks with this ball and it's really simple but for whatever reason whenever I'm feeling stressed I'm like oh my god I have to play this game and like that's fine every now and then but it also sometimes distracts me from actually taking a look at what I actually need to do next, right? So unplug is the first step. And go out, like go out in nature if you can. Go to a spin class. Go do some yoga. Unplug and get away from technology. Get away from those distractions. Another idea is to spend a night at home like it's 1855 and live by candlelight. I actually have no idea when lights started happening. Um, I think it was way later. I just can't remember the date off the top of my head. I'm sorry. Um, but doing something that's different or out of the ordinary where you're unplugging from social media, you're unplugging from technology, and you're really giving yourself the opportunity to relax, to take a deep breath, to do things you might not normally do because three hours of your evening are eaten up by Netflix or looking at weird YouTube videos, right? So that's just one step that you can take. Number two, the second thing that you can do when you're waiting on something to manifest or happen in your life is to focus on a new project. There's an amazing documentary I recommend all the time on Netflix. It's called Happy. And they talk about a study, a research study that found that when we are in the zone and we're focusing on something so like focused, zeroed in and intentional, it actually boosts our happiness and how happy we feel in our brain. There's actually a chemical process that starts because we're like taking focused action. And when you think about it, we're not really getting into that place. You know, you could say, look, I'm focused when I'm on Instagram. Like, no, you're not. <laughs> because every time you scroll or look at a new post, your mind is essentially task, sw- task switching and you're thinking about something new, a new form of content, a new idea, something like that. When you're taking focused zeroed in action and doing something like a hobby or a craft you're really utilizing parts of your brain that quite honestly probably don't get utilized a whole lot for a lot of us because we're on the computer all day or we're looking at our phone so focusing on a new project whether that's getting into a new craft or a hobby some things I've loved to do or is in the past I think for Christmas a couple years ago my husband got me this like stamp lettering kit thing so it had like a wax uh, sealer stamp thing you have to like melt the wax and so like I spent like three hours one day just like writing letters and sealing them with this like wax stamp thing like I wanted to do it I wanted to seal everything with it I later found out that uh, if you send a wax seal in the U.S. post office because of the system and the way the letters go through it'll just take it right off of there so all these people got my letter and they go well what's this big like red like splotch on the back of the letter and I'm like no the wax didn't come through So that was something I learned the hard way. But get into a craft or get really excited about learning something brand brand new. So whether that's jumping onto something like Coursera and taking a free course or going to your local library and finding a new book or going to a new section of the library and checking out like three books on a new topic that you're like, oh my gosh, this is fascinating. 
or going on and finding a new documentary on Netflix or something that you can watch. So I know this counter or kind of contradicts my first point of unplugging, but if you've done that and focusing on a new project is the best way to keep your mind from focusing on what's happening or not happening in this thing going on in your life, then do that. But when you refocus your attention, you're really giving yourself a gift and you're giving your brain a mental break from trying to control your current life situation. So that's really, really important. And if you need ideas, like reach out to friends. I'm always amazed at how many things my friends are doing that I have no idea about. Like I recently found out that one of my old college roommates makes quilts and I completely geek out. I don't even know if she listens to this podcast, but I'm always looking at her Instagram stories and I'm like, oh my gosh, like your quilts are amazing. I had no idea she was doing this. So that was really fun. And that has me really excited because I've always wanted to get into quilting sometimes. That's going to be on my to-do list. My husband, for example, he'll get really into different things. So he, um, for a while, was really into like, oh, what would it be like to like get into knife making or paracording or stuff like that, um, or just like wood crafts. Even if you don't have the materials you need right now, you can get really into the process of learning what you could do to make that happen. So getting on YouTube, watching videos about it, researching what kind of supplies you might need, just getting in the zone in a completely different area. There's also so many amazing like local things going on. Like I'm surprised to just see different events in my area that are put on by my local library or just community events or check your local parks and rec and learn how you can spend even like 25 bucks and go learn how to DJ for like two hours on a Saturday. There are so many things out there and learning something new is such a fun way to refocus your energy and then also build your self-confidence and your self-efficacy because it's like, oh my gosh, I never knew I could do this or like, look at me making a new song. Um, That can be really fun. Side note, I actually made my own, um, (laughs) my own techno song when I was in high school. Maybe someday I'll share it on here. It's so bad. Like, it's so embarrassingly bad, but I was so proud of it that I, like, turned it into an MB3 and, like, sent it to all my friends. And they were like, um, no. Number three. Number three, the third thing that you can do while you're waiting for something else to happen is to be of service. So instead of thinking about, okay, I have this going on in my life. What am I going to do? What am I going to do to help myself? Take a step back and ask yourself, when was the last time I truly helped someone else? When was the last time I really reached out and supported a friend or a family member or a coworker? I'm not saying that you need to go above and beyond or that you need to extend yourself past your own personal boundaries, but being of service is a really great way to connect back to your community, to connect back to the well-being of other people, and to make strong connections and friendships with other people in general. So ask someone in your life how how you can support them. Reach out to a friend and say, hey, what can I do? I'm feeling like I want to be of service to people. I want to help. I want to support. How can I support you in your life? You'll be surprised that a lot of your friends might say, wow, thank you. Actually, you know what would sound great? Why don't you come over for dinner on Thursday and we'll open a bottle of wine and I just kind of want to talk about life and catch up. That can be something huge that we don't always make time for because we're caught up in all these other things that are going on in our own personal life. You can also go volunteer. There are always endless ways to volunteer, whether it's volunteering at your local library or a retirement community 
or getting in contact with your local fire department or asking around, seeing, you know, reaching out to your local YMCA, just asking what are ways that I can contribute to my community. Again, uh, your Parks and Rec is a great place to reach out and learn that or just looking in your local newspaper. Also too, just like going out and being in the community doing fun things. There's always like cool street art things that people are doing. One thing that I talked about recently on the podcast episode with Mary England was how she does street art and how that is such an amazing way to be of service to the community and to create art and bring happiness to people out and about in a really fun, creative way. So it doesn't have to be something where you're literally, you know, spending money or like tons of time, being of service can mean just showing up or just listening to someone else or doing something, you know, extra around um, around the house or whatever it is for your family. Number four is to get out of your element. So chances are that you're going to fall back into some old routines if you're getting anxious or stressed or if you don't know what the outcome is about this big thing that you're waiting to have happen. You can kind of get in your own head and you might start kind of like running around the house or you might start, you know, thinking about uh, instant gratification things that maybe might not be the best habits or might not serve you the most. So get out of your element. Go for an extra long drive. Go take yourself to a new coffee shop. Go call up an old friend and hit up a new restaurant and, you know, order or go to an old restaurant and refuse to order anything you've ever ordered before. Like get something completely brand new. I don't know why I keep saying brand weird. <laughs> but anyway, go try go try something new and get out of your element. It's amazing how it doesn't take much to shift our life trajectory or like shift how we feel. Sometimes it's just a matter of getting out and going places like there are so many times when my husband and I are like on a, in a funk or something on a Sunday and I'm like, let's get in the car. Let's put Bella's harness on and get in the car and go for a drive and go find a park we've never been to before. And more often than not, he's like, mm, I don't really want to go. And I'm like, let's just go. We'll be back in. We'll, we'll only be gone for 30 minutes. Like I promise you. And chances and most of the time, once we leave, he's totally glad. Like he'll look over at me and be like, I'm so glad we left the house. And I'm like, yeah. And then once we get to a park, it's like, you know what? Let's stay here for a couple hours. And it just gets us, it completely changes our mindset. So sometimes if you can't change your mindset or your cyclical thinking or anything like that um, by staying at home or, you know, just doing the mental mindset work, if you can't do that, if you're if you're still stuck in a rut after meditating or doing any of these mindfulness practices that so many people talk about myself included then sometimes you just physically need to get out of your element now if that's not a possibility or you're like I don't have a car or like you know you've got other excuses like that are valid that's fine then shift up your home environment can you rearrange your room can you rearrange the living room can you like look at what you have on your desk and can you put some things away and take some things out that's something that I do every Friday, not consistently, but I look at what I have going on on my desk and I kind of rearrange things or I bring out a new candle for the next week or I take some of my washi tape and switch it out for other stuff so that my environment is different when I come back to it Monday morning if I'm not working myself to the bone through the weekend. So it's really important and amazing to realize how shifting up our element or our you know just our surroundings can really can really change our mindset can change how we feel and then in turn can change the actions that we take so I've got a bonus tip for you number five 
and something that you can do while you're waiting for something else to happen. And that is to declutter your environment. So whether that's looking at your purse and pulling out all those receipts, throwing away like tags or maybe some napkins from Chipotle. I always seem to end up with those in my purse Um, or anything like that. Like what are some areas of your life that you can declutter? Maybe it's taking a look at your desktop and decluttering that. I think there is an episode... Uh, one of the first episodes of the podcast. In fact, let me check real quick. Yes, episode five. Uh, if you go back and listen to episode five, we, I talk about how to declutter your digital life and free up mental energy. So if you're looking for something to do, go listen to that podcast and then clear up your desktop on your computer. I talk about some strategies you can do for that. Or go through and clean out your house. Maybe sage your house, maybe clean your windows or organize something in your house that's been bothering you. Look for those small like annoyance problems that you've been dealing with. Maybe it's like maybe there's something in your bathroom that like keeps falling every time you walk in there and every day you have to pick it up and put it back on a shelf. Find a new place for that item. Find a way to focus on how you can like shift your current environment so that you're happier on a daily basis. The thing is, is that we can't control every single outcome about what we want to have happen. When we're goal setting, when we're planning, when we're thinking about things that we want for the future or we're manifesting something, we can kind of get caught in our heads that if we don't think about it 24-7 or if we don't plan it completely, that we're going to lose control of it or that it's not going to happen. The truth is, is that sometimes things won't happen no matter what we do. So I really think it's more important to focus on what you can control and how you feel in the present moment. So while you're waiting for this big thing to happen, big or small, and it's out of your control, it's out of your hands, do any of these four or five things. And if you have other things that you do while you're waiting for something to have happen, I'd love to hear them in the comments below this blog post or in my Facebook group, Mindful Productivity with Sarah Steckler. I hope this podcast episode was helpful to you. I'm excited for whatever you have going on in your life, whatever you're waiting for, take a deep breath and realize that it's going to work out and the way it's going to work out and there's going to be something positive that comes from it, whether it's a life lesson or whether it's actually having everything work out just how you expect it. So thanks so much for listening. As always, I'm back every Monday with new episodes and you can always find more and find show notes and printables and all that kind of stuff by visiting mindfulproductivityblog.com. And if you go to mindfulproductivityblog.com slash podcast, that is where you'll find the show notes. Thanks for so much for listening and I will talk to you guys next week.